I love the key text for this week. My law in their minds and write it on their hearts. That's like our for the head and for the heart. The law and grace, parts of the whole, a calling to recognize that all of us, everyone on earth, yes, even those who don't believe, are given the opportunity to choose to be part of this covenant, to be part of God's people. So it's all like Joshua all over again. Choose you this day if you want to keep God's law. Know them well enough to put them into respectful action and love with an abundance. You're part of the family. Now that's homecoming. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. Sabbath School U. All right, we've got the hosts that have survived wow, 12 lessons that you hosted together. Mm -hmm. I am grateful for that. I'm grateful for Oleg and Sergio for taking time off from their show to help us out for this quarter. It was oh, a blessing. Um, pleasure. Yeah. I know it took a lot, but we're grateful. And Janelle for stepping in and new experience. Brand new, a little <laughs> scary, tell but me. all right. It's so scary. Go ahead and introduce yourselves again and tell me what you liked about SSU so far. My name is Janelle and about SSU so far, I've liked that. I like the Sabbath School lessons, I like the discussion, I like the different perspectives. It's been great to hear a lot of different thoughts. You get to keep your job. I get to. <laughs> uh, I'm Sergio and what I loved was taking this thing that a lot of people view as ugly and condemning and harsh in the law and seeing how it's something very beautiful and how it ties to, to Jesus. Yeah, when you study the Word of God, it sets our hearts on fire. And I feel it every time when we approach the scripture. I love that. I'm going to do something a little different here. Janelle, I'd like for you to read scripture. Oleg, could you pray in Ukrainian? Sure. Awesome. I'm going to ask you to read first, please. All right, I'm going to read from Jeremiah 31, 33 in New King James Version. But this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Okay, mm -hmm. let us pray, and I will pray in Ukrainian. <laughs> Наш дорогий отець, ми дуже раді тому, що ти зараз присутній з нами. Будь з нами. Амінь. Амінь. I love hearing prayers in different languages. Don't understand a word of it. But the idea that we're such a global family, it's amazing. And the fact that, you know, wherever you go, there's that basis of connection. Now, when you're looking at the law, coming to our lesson, we studied in our first lesson, we were talking about how the basis of law is love. Can love exist in a society or a universe that is not moral? Mm. Uh, I guess, I mean, it's just, uh, apparently it cannot. I don't think it, it can because uh, mor moral, mor because when you have love, there will be some sort of laws. Mm -hmm. I, I, I will say that I think love goes beyond a moral imperative. And true love, especially, the love that Christ revealed to us is fully magnanimous. It is fully self-sacrificing. So there's no, it goes even beyond what makes sense. It's beyond even what would make sense for a society to work. It's that when Jesus said, greater love knows no man than this, and one would give his life for his friends. You know, it doesn't make sense that I would die so that you can live. It also doesn't mean that you have to give someone your life. No, but I love you that much that I would. Right. In, in any circumstance, I would. And mm. that, that is the love that, that Christ teaches that is maybe beyond the, the moral love that love to a point, love to a point where it makes sense. It's the unconditional, self-sacrificing love that, that we see with God. So then we need, to, we need to ask another question. So what is love then? Because love, it means that you completely forget about yourself mm. 
and uh, do everything for the good of others. Mm. And then it becomes your law, mm. whatever that right. is. So mm -hmm. when you live for others, then it's my law. It's my law to love others. And mm -hmm. It's my law to treat others good. It's my law to donate funds. It's my law to, it's my life. Right. And that's and, okay. Tradition. Mm -hmm. And hopefully from this, this series of studies, we've come to a re realization that law is not a burden. It's not something mm -hmm. that you're forced to do. It's something that, is, that generates out of love and compassion mm -hmm. and grace. And an under a better understanding of law. Yeah. So if, if you follow, that, if you define law as Oleg did here, then you know that uh, the things that you do for other people helps you grow. But all of that, again, is within the boundary of, can you have, can you have, can you love in an immoral or an amoral society? Because you've got societies right now that redefine love and say, hey, mm -hmm. look, you know what, I love you and we can be in a relationship together, but I love everybody else too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I still think that, that the love that we encounter in Scripture, that the love that God has goes beyond any moral imperatives. I think there are a lot of words, a lot of lowercase l loves that we can describe, mm -hmm. but the love that God has go be, goes beyond anything. Be, like and, and I understand what you're saying, because uh, in our world today, unfortunately, moral imperatives are different in different societies. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why, for instance, that's why I cannot, like, moral, my moral imperatives will be not your moral imperatives. Mm. Your moral imperatives are fine if, like, you can do whatever you want to do, but I would look at you and, like, wait a second, is this your moral? I don't want to be, I don't have to, I don't want to have your morals. Right. So that's why when you love, truly love, but even then, this is unfortunate, because even then your morals can be different. Right. Well, and that's why I think we're all different, and I think the, the morality is not what guides the love. This love, this true love that, that we see in God is outside of us. It is outside of ourselves. That's why God said, you got to love me first. Not because he's selfish. He said, the first commandment is this, love the Lord your God with yeah, all your because, heart. Be, because yes. I will give you a love yes. that it is different, impossible to have without different me. Different type of love. Exactly. And gives. when you have that, then you can love your neighbor. So the love that human beings talk about most times is something that they generate, something they mm -hmm. make, something that, they, mm -hmm. that is human created. Yes, right. because in some cultures it's affection. In some cultures it's commitment. Right, and they call it love. But, but like you were, like you both were saying, it ties back. I mean, what kind of definition are we talking about? What are we talking about? And when you're talking about the love of God, mm. it changes that from mm. then. This is a self-serving love, but more of a. Uh, I'm, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing mm -hmm. this for Him. Mm -hmm. And as you do it for Him, and as you love Him, it, it becomes genuine. It becomes it becomes easier to then love your neighbor and to branch mm -hmm. off into these things. But if you take some of these definitions, like you were saying about, well, I love you and I love them. Well, that's not love of God because God doesn't searching him and seeking him and loving him is not going to drive you into that. Mm -hmm. So the keeping of the law is based on the love that you have that's not selfish. Mm -hmm. yeah. Otherwise uh, it's, it's worthless. Like, like you, you mentioned in, uh, I remember from our first study, you said how there are a lot of people that keep the law seemingly to a T. They keep every single thing, yet they're, they're seemingly not good people. They're not nice to you. They, they, don't, they don't act in the way Jesus would act, yet they All keep... over the message boards. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so it, it, the law can't be the source. The law is what stems from our love of God. And then we want to follow the law. And so, when, well, so this love that we're talking about here, this law that we have, is it possible, you know, in many places, like if you're from Canada and, and your, your parent, one parent is from Canada, the other one's from the United States, you can have dual citizenship. Mm. So is it possible to have love and still be not quite representative of the love? Is it mm. possible to have a dual citizenship of, say, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of not God? <laughs> <laughs>
It's impossible, right. <laughs> according to Jesus himself. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because he said, you cannot, you cannot worship both mammon and mm -hmm. God. And then in another passage, he would say, you need to have your eyes straight. Mm -hmm. It's just Greek translation. I mean, I'm just translating directly from Greek. So it's, you need to have your one eye, be mm -hmm. one-eyed. Remember, right. Sergio, we, we talked about it? Yeah. So this is what, what he wants. He wants you to have this kingdom of God manifested in your life. Mm -hmm. And First, if you figure out what he was talking about, they were talking about, you've got to go to Cross Connection, <laughs> yeah. check back the, the archives, and you'll find that show. Or write to them, they'll tell you. Right, right. But 1 Peter 2.11 says, Beloved, I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lust, which war against the soul. It can't coexist. They war against each other. The flesh wars against the love and the basis and the, and the goodness of Christ. They, they, they can't coexist. And to clarify that, he didn't mean go become a monk or a nun. And no. Everything. No, 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 it, no, no, no. It no. is the immoral aspect of yes. the human aspect yeah. that we've tainted mm -hmm. uh, yeah. or made it to be. Mm -hmm. Gary Chapman, uh, back way back before you were all born, uh, had, an al had an album out and he had a song called Love is a Name. And he says, everybody's talking about making love, but love is not something you can make. Mm. Mm. And love is a name. And his last line in that chorus, it says, God is love. Mm -hmm. And if that is the origination, the origination of, of love, mm -hmm. then morality is based around God. Now, the question for you here is, how do you, how do you explain this then? I mean, it's, it's difficult because we take the seven days, mm -hmm. we have a behavior pattern that we have for six, that we sort of flip the switch at sundown and then go, you know, holy, 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 mm -hmm. until the sundown on Sabbath and go back again. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you explain that? Because at that point, that behavioral pattern that many of us have is typical of a dual citizenship, is not? I would say the behavioral pattern that all of us have in, <laughs> to some extent. None of us is fully good all the time. And that is what's so significant about the cross is that Christ had to purchase us into his kingdom, that I can never live in a way that is in accordance with his kingdom all the time. And, and I don't think anyone can. No one can. No one can be fully good all the time. We all are... You know, like Paul said, we all have things that we do that we don't want to do. And so we all live in the, in the sense of what we do. If you're looking at what we do, we are going to do some things that are not part of God's mm -hmm. kingdom, part of his plan, part of his will for us. That's part of being sinful. And we all look forward to the day when God will recreate us. But we were purchased into his kingdom through Jesus on the cross. Yeah, and when we talk about God's kingdom, we talk about present kingdom. Mm -hmm. we're, we're talking about present kingdom yep. as well as something that is to come. Mm -hmm. Because when Jesus, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17, he started his ministry, he said, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come. Mm -hmm. Has right. come near, right. it has right. come. In me, you will experience this kingdom. Because the, the blind will see, the oppressors will be, uh, will be overthrown, everything will... I will change the world completely. Completely. Mm. And in Christians, in us, he changes the entire world. Mm -hmm. Yes. What a responsibility. <laughs> and that's why he gives, you know what? Every country has a constitution. Yes. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but I am the king of this universe. Mm. And I also have this constitution. My constitution is much shorter than the constitution <laughs> of the United States, by the way. <laughs> Isn't it? Of course. It's, just, it's so much shorter. And trust me, it based, it ba the entire basis of my constitution is just on those two commandments. Yep. Mm -hmm. Love your God and love your neighbor. Mm. Love your God because he's your father and love your neighbor because he's your brother. Mm. So what is the purpose of keeping the law or, or keep following the covenant of God or following Jesus Christ? What is that purpose? It is to love him. It is to love him. And that is how we you love him. You mean it's not for the stars on my crown? I, I would say no. <laughs> well, I do want to see him. It would have hurt to have a crown with some stars, but that's not what it's all about. It's I not what it's up. It's like, you be good, you get a star right. in your crown. Right. And it's like, whoa, another so, star. How, that's can, a bonus. how can you call, you call yourself a patriot? 
-hmm. of the United States, for instance, mm -hmm. and stop paying taxes. How can you call mm -hmm. yourself a patriot and just forget about constitution and just mm -hmm. completely right. throw it out of the window? How right. can you call yourself a patriot and just take this American flag and burn it? Mm -hmm. Can you do it? No. no. Will you be no. a patriot? For any country. For any country. Yeah, <laughs> right. I'm, just, I'm just talking about right. any country because we are recording it now no, near Washington, D.C. <laughs> near Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah. But this is what it's all about. If, you, if I'm loyal to Jesus Christ, I want to do so much more than Ten Commandments. Mm -hmm. Because when in Matthew 5, when his Sermon on the Mount, just like yeah. Sermon there and sermon right. here on the mount, both right. mountains. He says, look into your heart. And then I look at uh, Jesus Christ and I say, you know what? I want to change. I want my ch heart changed. That's why we read right. Jeremiah 31.3. But it isn't what I'm trying to say. It isn't for like this, the gift that you get or a prize at mm -hmm. the end of the road. No. It's more about the relationship. Mm -hmm. Because even before you get to the gift at the end of the road, the, pro the processes and the things that you go through every day are still so much better and so much easier. So it's not even just necessarily looking ahead and mm -hmm. always looking into the future. Every day, the following, the love, the relationship makes mm -hmm. every day so much easier to endure and to, and to go through different things that come up and so forth. Because you have that relationship with Christ, because you know that you're listening and you're following, it makes even the present so much more wonderful. And that's even good enough. That's, that's, that's awesome. That, that's exactly what we talked about in, in that what we went over in, in one of the studies that, that I let out in earlier, that, that it's most religions teach that you live a life of being as good as you can, adhering to whatever their specific rules are, as closely as you can. And then at the end of that journey, you are working to at the end of it, you will get salvation. Mm -hmm. Christianity is completely the opposite. It is, you have salvation, now go on your journey. And because mm -hmm. you have your salvation, because you have received your grace, yes. you want to be a different person. And the love of God has like transformed that. you. And it yeah. starts yeah. in the Old Testament because first Abraham received the covenant mm. and then the law came. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I, I love the fact mm -hmm. that you could say it started in the Old Testament because a lot of times Christians say, after the cross was this big, huge promise. But it isn't. It wasn't, mm -hmm. it wasn't always that way. there. Yeah. Abraham went by faith. Mm. He went and followed God wherever God would let him go. And then, and then the law came only 430 years afterwards. <laughs> right, right. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> no, that's it's it. just encouraging. That's it. Grace, is, yeah. grace is greater than anything else. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know how you could truly encounter the love of God, truly encounter his grace and go, meh, you know what, I'm going to go do my own thing. You know, it's so much better than anything this world has to offer. So, of course, you go, you know what, I'm starting a new journey. A lot of that and it constrains us. Sorry. It ties us back. It pulls us. It pulls us in. The love of God pulls us back in. But that comes from an understanding of grace and the law and, mm -hmm. and, and the love that's behind mm -hmm. both mm -hmm. of those. I mean, oftentimes, like growing up, I'm not sure about where you did, but in the, in the environments I or the church environments, it was about heaven. Mm. You know, you be a good boy and girl so you can go to heaven. Yeah. You do this because you go to heaven. There was a reward system based yeah. into it. So almost every action that you did, even study your Bible because you'll go to heaven, mm. was, you know, we're doing this to go to heaven. Yep. And, and I think that that's, unfortunately, we slip into how a lot of other schools of thought are in that mm. it's law, then grace. But what Jesus brought is grace, then law because of the grace. And so sometimes we, we delay, we say, well, later you'll get something. Later we'll have our, our reward, our gift. But Jesus is the gift. We got it already. And we, and we do do that. We say, once you do this, then get baptized. Once mm. you do this, then yeah. you can do this. Instead of just saying, look, just come to Christ right now. Just come. I think that's, that's key because if, when you look at the way we worship, we oftentimes we worship with the idea if we're doing this, Oh, when we all get to heaven, mm. but over here it's just horrible and everything else. Mm. But when you understand, like like Sergio said, that grace, salvation's already been given to us. Yes. We choose it. It's then that you discover the joy, and that joy is reflected not in, not in your worship. 
Mm. So it's not when we all get to heaven, mm. but right now we're all together mm -hmm. waiting to go home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like when Jesus said, he said, uh, you're blessed because you see me, but blessed are those who do not see me even yeah. because they will be even, look, what, what we experience, we experience something extremely amazing. Right. Because we have the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Right, mm -hmm. right. The disciples didn't have that. They got it, they got right. it on the day of Pentecost. Mm -hmm. But this is what we can experience. No matter where you are, whether you're in uh, Bulgaria, China, Madagascar, or anywhere mm -hmm. else in the United States, in, any place where you want to, you just like, Lord, you're with me now. I live in your kingdom now. Mm -hmm. Now. I experience your kingdom now. Yeah. And then when you come back and take me home <laughs> to be with me personally, face to face and shake my hand mm -hmm. and hug me, I will enjoy it even more. But how do you have that experience? I mean, I, you know, you hear people that have just been converted and they have these amazing, they have the excitement that you're talking mm -hmm. about. You just talked about, you know, that excitement. It's almost like I remember growing up as a teenager, I wanted to leave the church for a while so I could come back to that. I found Jesus! Because you, it's, it's just after a while, it's so every day that you lose that joy. Mm. Um, how do you, you know, it becomes a set of, yeah, there are too many rules, there are too many regulations, there's just mm. too many systems in place that, you know, mm. it, I just give it up. I'll worship God on my own. Mm. Right. Have you ever wondered why we have four Gospels? <laughs> Right. Why four Gospels? Why four stories of Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. Why not four stories of Paul's life? Why not four, four books of the, uh, of the Acts of the Apostles? Mm -hmm. Four Gospels. Because when we you rediscover Jesus fourth, fifth, <laughs> seventh time, we're just, we cannot be just look at him and just say, ah, come on, this is just Jesus. Let me turn back and just do whatever. Well, and it's uh, that famous Martin Luther quote, we, we need the gospel every day because we forget it every day. You know, and, and we, we constantly find ourselves, I need to come back, I need to come back. And when you read them, you get excited <laughs> yeah. every day. Because how many times, I mean, you've read some of these stories, you've read, I mean, story of David and Goliath, and you've read them, and then, but you read it again, and you're like, I didn't notice that. Mm -hmm. I see this differently. Every day, it's, it's, it's transforming every day. Something new comes about every day. If we just, if, if we continue to try to stay in it. It's the, um, okay, we read the stories, mm -hmm. and every time we see it, how often do we go back and read the laws? Mm. They're written in our They're hearts. written in our hearts. We put our jacket on, go tap our heart, go, hey, done deal, <laughs> and let's go on. But, you know, you're right. I, when I read scripture, it's like, okay, here's the book of Genesis, and here's part of Exodus. There are parts of numbers I like. Let's <laughs> skip Deuteronomy and Leviticus and go to Judges, because that's where the action is. <laughs> you know, it's, how, how do we do this? How do we create, how, on a practical level, can you create an an understanding that helps you look at and understand that it isn't about the kingdom. Mm. It, I mean, the kingdom's important, but it isn't about getting to a place. Because by the time Jesus came along, it became about the Messiah, the king that was going to be this earthly king. Have we done something similar to our idea of heaven? Yeah, I, I think the method that Jesus used was he, rather than expanding upon the law and making us understand every nuance of every little law, he distilled it into two. Yeah. And he did that many times. And he said, uh, and framed it as if it were a new commandment. Say, a new command I give to you that you love one another. So love God and even, then love each other. Even though it was an old uh, testament. That's from Leviticus. Yes. Yeah. But, but he's presenting it because you need a new perspective. And I think sometimes we do get caught up in you know, all of the, the, the minutia of it, but we miss the point of it. And I think that's the thing that we need to remind ourselves about every single day.
But we also need to live in this kingdom of God. When you said kingdom of God that is in the future, the but future. no, no, you, we need to experience this kingdom of God today. Mm -hmm. Why would Jesus go around? It says that Jesus would go around and then the disciples would go around to preach the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. Like why would you preach the kingdom of God that is something to come? They didn't mm -hmm. preach about the second coming right. at that time. Right. No, they preached about the kingdom of God that is now right. because Jesus ha hasn't left yet. Mm -hmm. Why would they preach about, they didn't preach about the second coming. They mm -hmm. said, no, the kingdom of God has come. You, yeah. can, you can enjoy the presence of God, of Jesus Christ today. Just yeah. join us. Yep. Yep. Join us. So how, John 17, 14. Yes. It talks about, uh, anybody got it? Uh, John 17, 14. Yes. Yeah. I'll read it. I, I have given them your word and the world has hated them, for they are not of the world any more than I am of the world. So how do you, the kingdom of God, is that uh, an existence separate from the rest of the world. Uh, it's, when Jesus talked about the world, he meant the way things are in this, you know, sin, the way things are here. But he brings something that's different. And I think that's why we need the gospel every day because my natural instinct is to do something outside of the gospel. But the gospel makes perfect sense. I see how it works. And so I want to be in that kingdom, like you said, Oleg, every day, because that's what transforms me. But then the following verse, verse 15, mm -hmm. Jesus, this is what Jesus says. I do not, even I do not pray that you, God, should take them out of this world, mm -hmm. but that you should keep them from evil. the evil one. Right. Mm -hmm. Explain that in your words. Because I live in this world. This world is evil. Mm -hmm. I suffer. I struggle. I, I'm in pain. I have cancer. I have whatever, whatever temptations come in my head. Mm -hmm. But I know that I live in this world with the presence of Jesus Christ, just like my grandmother said. Mm. She lost her two uh, gr uh, children and then she lost her daughter later. She lost her husband. She was by herself for 15 years and just my father and, me, and us. And she would say, I always feel God's presence in front of me, Jesus' presence. She said, in front of me, left to me, right to me and at the back. Mm. He's surrounding me yeah. every day of my life when mm. I wake up. And this is what I feel as well sometimes. Mm. Sometimes I go astray, but I want to experience it yes. every day. But it's more than just an abstract. It's not just, oh, I'm in his kingdom in some abstract no. way that I can't experience. It's, Jesus says in just a few verses before, John 16, 33, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. So we, ha we can have a peace right now being in this kingdom that knowing anything that troubles us, any of these problems, I'm, even if it's cancer like you were describing, Oleg, that at, at the end of the day, Jesus has overcome that. And I will, I, I know that he has overcome it and I can have peace in that. I love the example of Christ where he talks about, you know, when he, when he talks about the world, it isn't like he removes himself and says, okay, all of you are part of the kingdom. We're going to build a wall and we're going to live here till, mm -hmm. you know, till the end. It's an, an engagement mm -hmm. in in the world around you. Be in the world, but not of the world. Yeah. Right. So what, that right there. Right. Same, so same how do you take, <laughs> how do you reconcile the laws that you follow in, of Christ with the world around you that when the laws around you change? Mm. I mean, you've seen laws in the United States change and everybody's up in arms about it. You see laws in other parts of the world change. So how do you reconcile those? And, and I'm talking about moral laws. Mm -hmm. Do you go out there and pick it? Do you make a fuss? How do you handle it to best best reflect Christ? I think more than being anti-world, we need to be pro-Jesus, you know, and I think that um, what Jesus did, I mean, he did on the Sermon on the Mount, he had his six antitheses, where he, how he presented himself was in an antithetical 
way to the world. You have heard it said this, but I tell you this. He didn't he, even quote anything. He said, I right. tell you. I tell you this. And so we see that he, he listed some laws of the world. And, and so he says, you have heard this, but no, 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 not that. I tell you this. And that's why it is in Jesus that is why we need to turn to Jesus and it is in him that we see. It may go against some things that happen in the world, but we need to continue walk down the straight and narrow path, like he said, following Jesus, following his, his example. And you could close this with these things, which really remembering like the, 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 the commandments, the new commandment that he mm. gave. Love him and love your neighbor. Loving does not mean that I agree. Loving doesn't mean that I'm bashing. Loving doesn't mean that I'm condemning. That's not, that's not within the scope of what he told us to do. Mm. He said, love him and love your neighbor. Mm. And within that, that means if I'm in a work environment where something seems to go against, I don't have to protest. I don't have to necessarily, I can, if they ask me a question, I can state what I believe, but I'm not coming in an angry way. I'm not coming in a mm. you this and so forth. I'm loving God and I love you. If we disagree, then maybe this is not the place for me to work. Mm. But I'm going to still be who I'm going to be in Christ. And that's in, a, that's in a love way. And so I don't have to do all of these extra battles and feel that I have to go about it. And mm. I'm not saying if it's right or wrong. I don't know. Everybody has right. their individual way. If they feel like they want to make a picket sign, mm. I have no idea about that. But I've never felt the need to push to do that because my relationships with people for whatever, we don't have to believe the same thing right away. But I still love you because mm. I'm supposed, not that I'm supposed to, but I actually really do love you and because you're, you are my brother and my sister. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I like the I like the the New Testament where you have Paul writing to these different churches, mm. and nowhere in, in any of those books, whether it's the Corinthians, the Colossians, the Thessalonians, or mm. Romans, does he say, "Okay, all you Christians, come follow me. We'll go and meet John and Patmos, and we'll have mm. visions of our own, or whatever." Mm -hmm. You know, he, he leaves them where they are, mm -hmm. but he strengthens them in the yes. way he says, "Okay, if you're in Rome right now and you believe in Christ, here are the challenges that you have. Perhaps you should look at this." If you're in the if you're Corinthians, mm -hmm. and it's like not like sin did not exist back then. That mm -hmm. was worse. Than, I mean, they were doing stuff back then that you know we haven't come close to in some parts, even mm -hmm. in Vegas. You know, <laughs> you, you, they were, yeah. Mm -hmm. And and Paul has a nice way of talking about how to keep God's law, how to live in grace. But it all came down to why you were doing it. Mm. But it's also, uh, if you think about the universal law, and we talk about the Ten Commandments primarily, mm. because there's obviously civil laws, and we talked about them throughout 12 uh, mm -hmm. episodes previous. But the moral, the, or the moral, we, we call them moral, but I would call them universal laws. Okay. Mm. Universal. It's not moral, it's just universal. Mm -hmm. Those universal laws, because they, Jesus it's, and God, they, it seems like they foresaw that this world will be very changing, always mm -hmm. changing, and we will be losing the law. Etc. Etc. And he said, "You know what? I just I just wanted to make it easier because you're my children. Mm -hmm. So let's just let I will write them simplify. to you, mm -hmm. simplify them to you in just ten little mm -hmm. words, mm -hmm. and you just you just will you'll just know what it means to love me. Just remember <laughs> that. Right. Like and I love and I love you. You love me. And the law is just is just a mirror, if you mm -hmm. will. Mm -hmm. It's just something indicator, just mm -hmm. a little indicator. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about obeying them. Don't worry mm -hmm. about it because if you love me, you will automatically obey yeah. them. It'll come yep. Yes. It'll happen. Mm -hmm. It's like looking in a mirror saying, okay, the collar's off. Let me straighten the collar. <laughs> and here's what, here today, it's just not working. And my hair's standing mm -hmm. up. Let's do this to make it better. Yeah. Um, the idea of the law and, and, and Christ, I, I love the fact that in, in all these studies, you brought up the, the basic factor is love. Mm -hmm. And the kingdom of God is set up so it isn't just about keeping the law, 
but about the relationship with mm -hmm. God. And if mm -hmm. you can't relate God to the people around you, then the kingdom of God really doesn't ma make a difference. Mm. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank and you. thank you guys thank for, you. for giving your time for this episode. Next time, you know, perhaps we'll see if your producer lets us have. <laughs> Janelle, thanks so much. And awesome. we will see you again next study. If you'd like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool.org. Remember, the goal of Bible study is information and transformation. It's for both the head and for the heart. For Sabbath School U, I'm Falvo, and we'll see you here next week.